I'm Tucker, and this is Scene Play. This is going to be the last episode of our Witches of Boston series, um, which we played in A Hack of Fate by Evil Hap Corporations. And yeah, there's a lot of audio problems in this one because it was recorded over the internet, which none of the other shows have been and probably will be. But we had the unfortunate problem that they ended up graduating before we were able to finish this last episode. So I hope you guys enjoy this, and I'll see you on the other side. Actually, wait, I will see you a little bit before the other side, because there's one point where we had to cut recording for a minute, because Ariel's computer decided to start spitting violent gospel about the Matrix and other things that were going to happen and end the world. But I'll see you then. Nico, did you really have 11 points? Sorry, I just saw this. That's actually no, incredible. No, two. This was, it was a tally two. system. Oh, it's a tally system. Okay. That made it easier to, it made it easier right. to uh, erase keep, and add. Keep track. That's fair. I mean, right, so. yes, I did have yeah, you 11 did have fate 11? points, clearly. Clearly. I mean, I would have put it past Abigail to have 11 fate points. That's true. No. She, she's, the, she's the type of character who racks up compels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Definitely true. the fan favorite. I like. I just finished. I just finished listening to. Oh gosh! I just finished listening to the previous, the la- the most recent episode today. Wait, you guys yes. on what's happening. Yeah. So, <laughs> first, does everybody want to introduce themselves quick? Oh, I would sure. love to do that. I can go first if you want. Yeah, <laughs> yes, go Nico, go first. All right. Um, I'm Nico. I play the character of. Abigail Hopkins, the absent-minded necromancer of the coven of Boston. Um, I commune with the dead a lot, and that's about it, honestly. Uh, Me as a person, I just graduated from Williams, and I uh, am in the process of applying to graduate school for biology. Yay. Ariel? Awesome. Uh, Hi, everybody. My name is Ariel. I have also just graduated from Williams College, and I am currently doing an MFA in fiction at Syracuse University. Um, I play the character Lyra Pendragon Cho. She's a 15-year-old and a disappointingly mundane heir. Um, Well, for now. Yeah, well, we'll see. She gets herself into many compromising situations in an attempt to explore her magical side. So we'll see what comes of that this episode. Hi, I'm Kat, and I'm, oh, let's see, I've just graduated from Williams. I'm actually living in Boston, the most magical city in the whole world. Um, so that's been great. I'm living my best life. I'm working in finance, um, and I love my job, and I like my apartment and my people. And I'm at home right now um, with my parents, so I'm actually doing everything on my mom's computer. And... I play the character of Jace the Ace Finkelbottom, the hot teenage son of the mayor. He's magically immune and loves Lyra. Um, Formerly the son of the mayor. Was recently disowned. (laughs) Recently disowned mm -hmm. son of the mayor. (laughs) Also the son of a a vampire, inexplicably. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, we never really figured that out, but that's okay. A vampire who went to med school and is very accomplished in her own right. Yes. Um, this is all true. true. You can't take that away from her. Yeah, 
she's multifaceted, guys. Uh, yeah, so, and, and Jace is currently, I think, becoming an, an, a more of a emotional support to Lyra than actually contributing to the team. I think that's, I think a, that Lyra, yeah. I think that's a fantastic <laughs> contribution to the team, yeah, honestly. That's a, pretty big, that's a pretty big thing, especially at this moment. Uh, I'm Tucker. Yeah, yeah. I have not graduated Williams College, unlike the rest of these people. I am a junior, so I'm in my dorm room. And... Yeah, so let's just let's just try to jump right back into it. I sh- I should preface that I am really really tired right now, um, but we're gonna we're gonna make this work. We're gonna, we're gonna make this happen because everybody else is gonna put in a lot more effort than me. It's gonna be great. Cool. This is untrue. Good. <laughs> okay. Can't Tucker works the hardest. So does anybody want to remind me how we left off? We sure. had just. We're in the middle of the anchoring spell for the volcano god Kapichikuk. Mm-hmm. I believe a roll was about to happen. Uh, yes, we, we were about to have a roll. And that roll was going to be Lyra. It is. And, yep. Lyra, and Lyra is about to try to see if she actually has the magical ability to finish this anchoring spell. So we, we're going around to a Betty Hill montage if I remember correctly, it's, it's setting also, up the. It's, it's Benny Hill, B E N N Y, not Betty are, Hill. I'll, are I'm, you sure? I'm almost positive about that. Right, okay. I think Benny Hill is a song, yeah? Yes. That's yes. what I was, that's what I was the, the, referencing the music. Um, okay. I don't know, maybe Betty Hill is a thing, but well, it's not the thing well, I was thinking of. We'll just have to imagine. We'll just, we'll just have to find out later. <laughs> yes. So anyway, people were running around uh, to a, sp- a very speedy montage with upbeat music. And we were setting up the ritual and the storm was getting closer and closer and closer and all these things were happening. And each person said the words from Agatha's book, those people being Abigail, Mariah, the librarian who didn't doesn't really want to be doing this, and finally Lyra. And now we come to the very end of the spell. And so far, we've seen that Lyra can do a little bit, but we're about to see how much she can really do. So, Lyra, I'm just going to go ahead and set this at, we're going to say Wicked Hard, mm. um, which oh, is a dear. three. And do you have any skills that you think could go along with this? So right now, I have resourcefulness, urban exploration, and sneakiness. And perhaps resourcefulness <laughs> perhaps how so sure. how would um resourcefulness help you in this moment uh well she could build some sort of conduit if she can't mm, produce magic herself Maybe. okay but do, but do we want her to be building a conduit in this moment is that the most what? dramatically interesting thing to happen she did also i think it's fine already, if it is but we are in the finale she she did also already narratively produce magic right yeah correct yes she's producing a little bit as the anchoring spell um, is going on can we catch me up on when she did magic it was just like right before this it was it, it was like D- during the five, ritual this is like the fifth of five tethers or something like that that the ritual produced. And oh, okay. Lyra did one of those already. But it wasn't a Got dramatic it. moment, so it didn't need a roll. Correct. Correct. 
can still be resourceful is... just like you know you're just you're trying to figure out the best way to use the the the, the small amount of magical energy that you're now producing since you've never done it before you have to figure out how to best use that new resource i don't know that's an option at least hmm yeah so she can't build something to magnify that little smidgen of power that she she'd have to pull it she'd have to you'd have to tag your slightly resourceful i think and pull it out of your sleeve yeah i would let you i would let you use your uh, i would let you use uh resourcefulness if you tag slightly resourceful Sure, I'll do that. Um, I'll pull okay. out um, a magic mirror shard that my mother left me once. Ooh, I like that. Yes, good. Yep, I took one of your fate points. Okay, so great. now you're starting at, uh, what is it? A, a real tea party. Okay, yep. so that means you're one below. Oh, awesome. So okay. do you have two six-siders there, or do you want me to roll for you here? Um, please go for it. Okay, uh, let me find my bag. All right, let's go. <laughs> this is a lot more anxiety producing when you can't, you can't see, see what's going on. What's happening. Oh, I love this. Oh no, GM is just fudging results for narrative. I have me, fudge dice rolls? For, oh, dr- for dramatic intent. Completely out of character for me. All Wink. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm not Ro Finkton. <laughs> But you would have to say wink. (laughs) You would have to say wink, though, because we can't see you. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, I can't lie. Sorry, one second. Deafening silence of no wink. This is the roll. I don't know if you guys can hear it. Mm. What do you guys think it is? Don't toy with us like this. (laughs) (laughs) So you have one disadvantage. Okay. And you are... At Fenway to go. Oh, so oh dear. you failed. Do you want to tell me how you failed? Sure. Oh, Fenway to go is not. Yeah, okay. is yeah. the opposite Hello. direction of where yeah, you wanted you're going to go. The wrong way. And also, well, this I think adv- it's consistent with your character. So yeah. All right. <laughs> tell me how I failed. All right. So your guys are in the circle. Everything seems to be going right. And then at the last uh, at the last moment. It's actually you're you're saying the words, mm-hmm. and Mariah is supposed to uh, basically strike the pent- break the pentagram that you guys have been creating in order to send its energy up and grab uh, Kapichchuk, but she actually stops and okay. throws it away before you finish the the words. And Whoa! Says, I can't do this. I. <gasps> I took an oath. It wasn't, it, it wasn't, I, I, I can't, this is for me. This is for my soul. And I'd, I can't give that up for anybody. And well, your soul's not going to mean much if the entire city is destroyed. Yeah, it seems like you're going to give up your body instead of your soul. Um... I can, I can leave. I can get out of here. And she starts to walk away back towards the library, uh, back towards her car. No, absolutely not. I didn't come all this way and embarrass myself and humiliate myself in front of everybody, especially my crush. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. What I'm what? trying to say is that if I could do it, 
You can do it too. Get back here now. Um, I don't know what I could tag here. Anybody else want to? You don't have anything? to tag anything necessarily. I yeah. can tag oh. Charm and uh, try to talk to her about how like lots of people have souls, but you know who doesn't? My mom. Talk to what? Talk, talk to her. Mom's talk body. to her about that. Talk to her about that. Let, let, let's hear. Let's hear that little story. Yeah, I'm. Mariah. I'm fascinated. Mariah. Yeah, Mariah. She's a librarian. She was teaching hey. a Tempest earlier. Hey, Mariah. Mar- Mariah, wait up. Wait up. What, what do you want, child? Lot. Okay. Hey. She's, she's got her hand on her car, which is a Mini Cooper, because of course it's a Mini Cooper. I like your car. I'd drive a sports one, though. Look, Mariah, I know we just met and uh, in the library and everything, but I don't, I don't know you, but you said that did you did this for your soul, and and I've learned a lot in the past couple of days, especially about myself and my family. The family lightning I have strikes left, in the anyway. background, and I've learned that things. Things aren't always what they seem, and people aren't always what they seem, and and the people you thought were reliable, the people who raised you, to raise you up to be a savior and and a hero and and a real man's man, they let you down. But you know who doesn't let you down? Your mom. My mom's never let me down, man. And you know what? I have. We haven't talked about it yet, but I'm not too dumb, and I've been putting some clues together, and I've got a feeling. That my mom doesn't have a soul. She's totally a vampire. <laughs> I think she's definitely a vampire. I think, actually, I've been a little dense that I haven't noticed until now. She's wicked old. She always talks about, like, going to the globe when it was actually the globe. But, uh, but you're doing something to save your soul, and all my mom's got is a body. And so I think if you let a volcano god burn her to ash that's real selfish of you and i don't think i would be the hero that that i was led to believe that i am the hero that lyra deserves if i let you do something selfish like that we all got to make sacrifices and i think your sacrifice right now is to be brave and to stand up and, and help other people especially vampires cuz they're people too so what do you say okay uh that's not that's not going to be a role um i would mariah, i would hope not <laughs> so Mar- mariah turns and says well there are times one must one must be selfish, and I thought that this was one of those times. But you you've shown me that some sometimes, even if you're not a hero, you have to at least try to be. And she turns to walk towards the circle. The thing is that uh, there there's been a lot of power gathering in this circle. Yeah, and... I imagine that Lyra and I are just kind of trying desperately to hold it together <laughs> as mm-hmm. this conversation was happening. Yep, I know. I think that's that's probably fair. And I'm going to go ahead and tag um, the Volcano God's ability 
uh, one of the volcano gods, Aspect, which is the source of almost all magic. Ooh. And the volcano god is actually going to draw the power that you all put <gasps> into the circle into itself. Oh, and no. <laughs> it starts to descend onto the city. And there are these pillars falling for, out of the storm and diving into the ground. And that episode of the, sh- of the show, of the TV show, ends. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, man. I guess the next episode won't open with a news report. I, even oh, that it news- will. Oh, no. Oh, it it definitely, definitely will. will. <laughs> <laughs> so we start with the single reporter that exists in this city and Jace Finkelstein. Or not Finkelstein. Finkelbottom. Finkelbottom. Yeah, I, I, I mess that up every time. And so do I. The, and the <laughs> reporter's like, so what do you think about the, about the pillars that are falling to the earth and the screaming and the fact that God is coming down to ruin all of our lives? Okay, we all want to know what you have to say, Jace the Ace. I think it's bad. I think, it, I think it's real bad. And I think also you should stop co-opting this for your Christian association. This is clearly a pagan volcano god, the source of almost all magic and leader of an elven army. That's what I, I got to say about it. I refuse to believe in elves. Behind b- behind the camera, you can see a cadre of elves just destroying uh, some swan boats in the back in the in Boston Commons. <laughs> <laughs> emblem of Boston. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you don't have to believe in elves. You're just one guy. Even though you're uh, seem like an extremely important guy in the news world, but I gotta say to everyone out there listening on the news right now, you should believe in elves because they are coming and they're coming hard and fast and small, and we need some help. I think I'm just gonna Abigail's gonna poke her head into this into the frame and say, "Oh well, uh, you know it doesn't really matter whether you believe in them or not because." They're, they're going to get you regardless. So, um, uh, Jace, we really need to get, go do something about this. Uh, I think this so is a great... I, I want to I insert a quick cut here to just a little scene with uh, Mayor Jerome Finkelbottom <laughs> for a moment. Because I think this is, a, this, is a, this is a big moment for uh, uh, Mr. Finkelbottom. Truly. And I think he's alone in the capital bu- in, in the capital building mm-hmm. and let's let's say that uh clarissa Al- uh alucard walks walks in and he's just uh, staring she- out the window at the mm-hmm. at the destruction and doesn't really hear her come in at first i think mm-hmm. so she she walks in opens the door like forcefully but not super forcefully expecting for him to turn around and he doesn't and she pauses kind of looks one way looks the other way sort of walks back out the door and then slams the doors open oh 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 my jerome what have you done this time clarissa uh this is this had nothing to do with me uh that's what you said Every time before this, this is what you said. That time that the Cyclopses rampaged the city, there you had the Hydra here once. Jerome, what were you thinking? Well, I okay, I did. I reached out to the volcano god, hoping for a. Oh gosh, what's the word? Um, 
promotion and endorsement. That's what it was. I was I was hoping that the endorsement of a literal god would be able to help me really really cinch the, the upcoming mayor election. Uh but I guess I just I I guess I messed that one up, huh? Oh, how I hate elves. And she starts to advance towards Jerome Finkelbottom and we'll cut back to our heroes. Uh, uh, and leave that and leave that for a little bit. Up to the imagination. Yep. So there are pillars falling from the sky. There are elves rampaging through the city. There's a benign Cyclops who just seems a little lost. And uh, Paul Revere is running around saying, the elves are here, the elves are here, the elves are here. But nobody can hear him because he's a skeleton. Abigail, Uh, I agree with you. We got to get back to work. Uh, But just uh, before I leave this news report, I want to say to my dad... You really disappointed me, but but I believe that with your help we can fix this. I really need you on my team right now, Dad, and and I don't know where you are right now, but I'm gonna be with with my team over at uh I don't uh, over over back at Old North Church where the magic lives, and it'd be great if I could see you there with all your government power. Okay, cool. Um, at this moment. You all see a, another group of elves who uh, knock over a food, a food cart and are now charging towards the hospital where Agatha is currently laid up with a broken femur and a case of the decaying flesh. Oh no, guys, this is so bad. We have to go rescue my mom. And uh, Lyra, without waiting for anybody's intervention, bolts towards the hospital. Well, I, uh, I guess we had better go after her. J- Jace? J- oh, you're already running. Okay, well, all right, Jace. Laura, wait <laughs> up! Uh, turn back to the camera person and the reporter and saying, like, well, I guess this interview is over. Um, kind of takes off on a light jog. Like, just don't want don't to overexert myself. <laughs> And there you have it, folks, right from a witch herself. This interview is over. And it, it cuts from the news reporter scene to the interior of the hospital. And you enter the hospital, and there is nobody in the atrium. Nobody at all. There's a bit of terror. You hear screams upstairs. You see a bunch of papers flying everywhere. Uh, there's a pillar that has somehow... C- gone at a horizontal angle, which most of them haven't, but maybe it fell over or something that has also burst through the wall to your right. And what are you guys going to do? Well, we gotta... Lyra, we gotta find your mom. I hear people screaming upstairs. I, I'll i go first. I'll face the danger and, and come back out and tell you if it's safe. Okay, but take this. And um, I'll take slightly resourceful and give Jace a special flashlight that has never failed me in urban exploration. Yes. Good. This is something that's really special to me, and I want you to have it, you know, just in case things don't go as planned. You've been a really big help, Jace, and I want you to know that. So thank you. Jace reaches out to take the flashlight, and there's like a long shot of their hands touching as the flashlight transfers from person to person. 
Lyra, I... I promise I'll get this back to you. I'm coming back, Lyra. Alright, come back safe. Jace turns and starts jogging up the stairs, following the screams of patience and terror. Bursts right. open uh, the doors. Yep, yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. No, you're good. Go ahead. Okay. Keep going. Bursts open up the doors of the of the third floor, and the hallway is dark and the lights are flickering because somehow one of these columns has like hit the power box and everything's weird. And he's turns on the flashlight, starts walking down the halls. He's following. He hears screams in the next room. Opens up the door, and there is Agatha sitting in the bed looking up. Oh, and can Henry Crawford of Citizens Against Witches be there as well? Yes. You, yeah, sure. Go for it. All right. So he's standing by Agatha's bedside and he's like holding a knife over her. And Holy <laughs> shit. Oh my God. <laughs> and he says, so your bone husband told me exactly where you would be. And now I found you. Do you have any last words before I wrench you from the horrible, horrible surface of this wretched earth? At least I had power. At least I wasn't weak like you. And I'm going to tag athletics to jump on top of him and try and stop him from killing Agatha. All right, that is a roll. And I really hope you don't mess this one up. Yeah, I really hope this one doesn't go badly. All right, so you're using uh, you're using your athletic. I'm gonna tag this. He's not that strong. Uh, no, I'm gonna, probably not. I'm gonna go he ahead. Probably plays three varsity sports. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna no, oh, no, 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 not Jace. Um, Mr. Crawford. Henry, oh, okay. Crawford. Henry Crawford is probably not all that strong. <laughs> so I'm gonna put it at Fenway to go for this, which is at one. Oh. And what's your athletics? Oh, a real tea party. So you're one above that. Yeah. So by default, yeah. Yeah, but they could so, still oh, awesome. bad stuff. You can still, still you can still totally <laughs> fail, or you can also hit it where, and then you get a lot of choices. So I'm gonna roll, and you have okay. So you are at wicked, uh, you are at wicked hard okay. right now. Ooh. So no, sorry, you're at bring me to life by Elvenescence. I apologize. Whoa. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I forgot to use that one. Yeah. Oh, and so you also have two advantages. Uh, and one thing that we have been doing that, uh, listening back, I didn't like as much is that we've been holding those advantages for a while mm. and mm. I'd rather you just say, okay, what are these two things that I get right now? And if you don't use them at, from this role, then they, then they disappear into the ether. Okay, Fair that enough. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. I think the, mm, this is hard. Okay. <laughs> One advantage is um can can I pull Henry Crawford off of Agatha and he falls out the window and is um killed by the fall. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Right, the so leader of Ka is, is dead. We're getting rid of the leader of Ka. <laughs> <laughs> I would, yeah, I would right. say that is one advantage. Excellent. And the other advantage is that Agatha's leg has healed enough that she can hobble out of the hospital. Okay, done. Sure. 
Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much, son. That was, that was very brave of you. He was He's a very dangerous man. I'm glad you ended his life. I didn't... He's dead? <laughs> you, oh, God. Oh, I, James, I didn't mean to. You threw him at the... It was the right thing to do. Oh, no. Sometimes death is a necessary part of life. Lyra deserves so much better than a killer. Lyra doesn't deserve anything. Are you kidding me? You're the worst uh, person ever. <laughs> you know who's and... better than you in every way? My mom. And she's not even human. Speaking of your mom. It's on the floor. <laughs> uh, let, let's cut back to the fight between Jerome and uh, Carissa, uh, Clarissa Alucard. Uh, I imagine Ariel, that. How, how does this go? I, I'm going to ask Ariel how this is going. Okay. Right now. Um, it's getting quite physical. There's a lot of tension in the air. There's a lot and of, not all of it is violent tension. There's a lot of attempted punting. Because that's <laughs> Clarissa's signature elf move. Or move on elves. Yeah. And Jerome just keeps dodging, keeps dodging. Yep. I mean, that's what that's what marriage to her will have taught him. <laughs> oh you are always so you are always so good at this. <sighs> yeah, well, I mean uh, after Almost half a century of marriage to you. I have. I would hope that I have learned how to dodge your elf punt. Okay, let's let's stop before you pull out that stake. I know you have in your back pocket. What? I'm just happy to see you. Uh, God knows you aren't. Uh, not not God, but but. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, you're right. Okay, so. We well, we have to stop this. You understand that, right? Yes. I, can we call a truce temporarily until we figure out where our son is, first of all, and then maybe second of all, just what to do about the volcano god? I mean, I don't want him to destroy Boston. If he destroys Boston, how how could I be mayor of Boston? I have an idea. And then we, we, we cut away. I think cut to Lyra and... Abigail having a conversation in the atrium? I think we should probably get overrun by elves at some point. We have a conversation. <laughs> we're having like we're having sentence. one of those one of those important conversations that TV characters have, like as they're fighting off stuff. Oh yeah, good. Okay. Oh, so you're fighting elves at the same time? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sounds okay. good. Great. Good. So, I'll get you! <laughs> Kick, oh. kick, ah, punch. punch. They're all punts. Everything is a punch. Yeah, exactly. Delicious. <laughs> okay, Lyra's just like pulling stuff out of her bag of tricks, and like, there's a stick, there's a machete, there's um, <laughs> like a wine glass that she breaks over the head of an elf. Violent there's death. A grenade. Violent death. <laughs> Sorry, there's a whiff. Chopsticks that she right jams into the eyeballs of the nearest elf. <laughs> Oh god. Yeah, it turns out urban exploration allows her to be extremely violent for whatever reason. I don't know. She pulls out a grappling hook, you know. Works. L- Lyra? I obviously as this conversation is happening, like, you know, it does continued punts and it, the like. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ah! Yeah. Lyra, I and you know that you ah, think that you, you don't ah! have powers. Oh, one second. Ah! <laughs> oh, I got that one. But I don't think Ow. that 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 much stuff could fit in any one bag. I mean, 
that's just like a normal backpack. Pew, 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 pew. Have you never wondered where you get all of this stuff? Yikes. Well, I explore. It's just a side hobby. Yeah. Although, I have to say, I, I'm i happy that you noticed all this stuff about me. I love human flesh. I, it's, it's hard to miss you pulling a machete that is twice the length of your backpack out of your oh, backpack. Yes. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Stupid, I just Every trip I go on, you know, it's it's not a big deal. It's nothing special, I guess. No, Lyra. It's not like what my mom can do. Lyra, what I'm telling you is that that's very special. I can think of literally no one else who could pull a machete out of that small of a bag. Oh, God, she's got a grenade. Where'd she get a grenade? Run! <laughs> yeah. And at this point, Lyra takes out a can of insecticide and it's just like a jumbo sized can of insecticide well yeah but this, this is just you know normal stuff right? like stuff that people keep all the time i'm gonna but, grab lyra's shoulders and like look into her eyes again while we're still like fighting off the elves and stuff and like, the insecticide is just like billowing around yes like, exactly very, very aesthetically and it's just like a slow motion yeah like, lyra what i'm telling you is this is your power. No one, we don't have a witch that can do this. And I think that you might think that this is something inconsequential because, you know, your mother has told you that you're inconsequential, but it's not. That's a great moment and you're for not. Agatha to walk in. Yeah, so at this moment, Agatha and Jace are coming down the stairs and Jace is supporting her on her hobbly leg. And an elf and just get, get gets punted okay, into elves. her. <laughs> An elf gets and elf gets into Agatha's face. And Lyra takes this moment to say, Abigail, you've been more like a mom to me in these past few days than my actual mom has been. And I wanted to thank you for that. It means the world. Well, I'm glad we're all making up and happy about this. Uh, Agatha is suddenly much... It's, uh, she's still hobbling and everything, and it's much better, and has a walking stick for seemingly no reason, and just slaps an elf in, in the back of the head while she's coming over. But now is a time to get out of this place and find a safer place where we can plan on what exactly we're going to do when we get out of here. All right. Agatha, wow. It's you. I don't think that there's time to plan. We gotta... We have to do, you know, something about the Volcano God... He's well, I'm already fresh out here. of ideas. Do you have ideas? And then I think this is a good time for uh, Mayor Jerome Finkelstein to walk in the room. Finkelbottom. Followed by Finkelbottom. Always, oh, every time. Finkelbottom. <laughs> followed by Clarissa Alucard. Oh, good. It's time for a conversation between nope, Agatha nope, and nope, Clarissa. Nope, 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 nope. nope. Mom? Uh, See, Clarissa. Used to be I- Dad? See, Clarissa, I told you that he would be at the hospital looking for you. Mom, I, I'm so happy to see you, but I'm not actually looking for you. I'm, I'm here saving the world. Well, but it's nice I'm, to see you. Well, I'm glad you're saving the world because I need to come help you save the world right now. This is much more important than your push-ups that you had to do before. However, oh, uh, look, look out. There, there's an elf behind you. Oh, thanks, Mom. Poo, poo, poo. He punches it. It's shown in slow motion on the TV. His muscles ripple. Uh, on the t- on the 
TV of the, of the show, sh- of or the show. is it, Sorry, or is yeah, it a news, or is it a news show. shot? <laughs> <laughs> the reporter is just in the corner, being like, "Don't, don't worry about me. I'm just here. <laughs> I'm, I'm just here to take the video of this guy's." I feel like Jerome probably lets the reporter know where he's going. That's true. Oh, Jerome yeah, definitely called as he was leaving the uh, the mayoral residence or wherever he was. This is like great publicity. House, right? <laughs> oh, Jace, you have saved that elderly citizen. You know, I think that means that you could get to be my son again. I'm officially you know what? You know what? re-owning you. You got that, right, reporter guy? Actually, at this point, yeah, Lyra actually steps in front of Jace and goes, listen, I've dealt with a fair amount of mistreatment from my mom in the past few days, and I know what it feels like not to be respected or appreciated for myself. So I'm here to tell you that you can just go right off and care about your campaign, because it's clear that you care about it more than your son. Oh, God, that was not articulate in the slightest. I mean, mean, I've never really made that... I've never really pretended to be any other way. Yeah, well, you think this is a way to loot the city? By being disingenuous? By not caring about people, let alone your flesh and blood? I think you can just get out of the hospital and out of this boy's life. I'll take care of him now. Uh... Okay. You heard this, random girl, honey. I will see you later. Bye. But wait, we we need we need you to do we need you to do the thing. We need we need you to complete the circle, to talk to the elves, to get uh not not I wasn't going to say the name, to get the god into the place that we need him to be. Ah. I guess. Well, is someone going to tell me what to do or what to say because uh because volcano god knows that I uh haven't had an original thought in Decades. So, we have one hope left. Yes, Jace? We gotta talk to the volcano god, right? So we gotta get up high. Near its head. Right to its face. And while we're doing that, we need to distract it for long enough to get some witches to... Use the energy, use its own energy against it and prevent it from continuing its wrath and send it away forever. Well, the uh, Old North Church does have both a high point and a highly entertaining and often distracting dis- display of revolutionary war paraphernalia. Or we could go to like. <laughs> The Prudential Center, which is a skyscraper. Um, I don't feel like the Volcano God is going to like that. Too reflective, maybe. I don't know if the Volcano God wants to see his face. Oh, look, the Prudential building just fell over. See? Looks like, all right, oh, look, like all the, the tall, North Church is where All the at. tallest buildings in Boston fell over except <laughs> suddenly, for the Old North Church. Suddenly, suddenly every building taller than the... Than the, than the Tower of the Old North Church is leveled. <laughs> <laughs> so horrible. 
such a great TV show. <laughs> the writers thought that at the last second. Like, you know what? The CGI, it, they saved all of it for the last episode. Well, I think it was, oh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's also got to be that they paid for the rights to use the Old North Church at some point, and they're like, look, right. we paid for we, this. We have this. <laughs> we have, it was like a shooting day, and they're like, well, we have to use this, honestly, so how do we use it? All right, perfect. Um, everything's going to shit. And so who's going to go to talk to the volcano god and who's going to go to the old North church to try to channel the power of Boston into said volcano god? Well, I think, uh, I think the mayor is definitely the one to talk to the volcano god. Uh, yep, probably. And who's going with, with him? Um, you know, I'll, no, Lyra. Yes, you, I'm going. But I don't want you near this person. It's so dangerous. And you have well, to deal what with has it been in the past few days? Gas. You know? You're right up close next to a face full of lava. Lyra, I'd be so worried about you. Uh, you, you know, don't have to be worried about me. Um, it might, it, you know, it might be a good idea for, for Jace to go um, not be near magic because... That always seems to go catastrophically wrong around him for some reason. So maybe he should go to the Volcano God? I don't know. I just don't think he can help us with the magic stuff, so... I bet you could, Lyra. I bet you'd be great with the magic stuff. You're a lot more magic than you think you are. I'm learning a lot of things recently, and, and I think... I've been picking up on some clues, like my mom's a vampire, and I don't do well around magic, and my dad's a jackass, and all I think you kind of like me, and I kind of like you, and maybe when all this is over, we could get, like, a croissant donut somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) But I think right now, maybe, maybe you gotta, you gotta go do some magic, and and I've got to get in contact with my elven heritage. All right. Well, whatever happens, I know one thing's for sure. This was pretty magical. And she kisses him on the cheek. <laughs> and leaves with the other people for his old North Church. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Perfect. Uh, fighting elves all the while. And punt, how punt, are you punt punt punt, punt. Uh, how are you going so we'll start with the group that is going up to the volcano god so that includes Mary Jerome Finkelbottom that probably includes Clarissa Alucard and that, actually it's a family it's, it's, it's a family affair it's a family affair it's a family group <laughs> so the Finkelbottom clan uh, heads out and how are you going to get to up to the volcano god um, okay, how about, at this second, Chelsea flies in in dragon form. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yes. Good. Good. We're gonna fight fire with fire. Excellent. Good. Wait, this is so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you see uh, all the witches of the coven who have recently escaped the jail. <laughs> because of... Oh, yeah. <laughs> because of... Oh, also Bone Dad. Because of, well, a pillar just clearly smashed a hole in the jail wall, like, and they were like, well, well, 
I guess we're not going to look a gift pillar in the mouth. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, Bone Bone Dad is not around right now, and so anyway, uh, Chelsea lands in front front in front of you, um, three, and transforms immediately back into human form, um, having recently been a dragon and carrying an elf in her in her mouth. Uh, the elf fall. The elf falls behind her and splats very grossly on the pavement. And she says, "Oh, I, I'm so, I'm, I'm so sorry about what I did before. What can, I, what can I do to help now? This is this. I, I'm sorry, I didn't believe you." Whoa, Chelsea, you're totally a dragon. Yeah, cool. and you're totally hot. Thanks. Sorry, I actually have kind of a. Uh... Maybe a girlfriend. I don't know. I'm hopeful. Anyway, uh, <laughs> could you maybe give us a... Can you give us a lift? We're trying to communicate with the volcano god, and, and I think maybe on your back we could get pretty high. Sure. Let's do it. And you hop on the uh, on the dragon's back, on Chelsea's back, and she flies you off towards the volcano god, and we'll come back to you in a little bit. But right now we're going to... Uh, cut over to North Church friends, and they're about to run into the coven. Uh, the coven is currently being led by Genevieve. Yes, yes. <laughs> Genevieve, everyone's going back. And um, the oh, something we see in the corner is uh, a little, a little Mini Cooper driving away, which is sad. Um, That's okay. We don't need her anymore. Mariah Alucard. But anyway, um, so yeah, the co- so the coven is meeting up with. Well, I think we clearly Agatha. hear Genevieve coming before we see them. Oh, certainly. All right, ladies, <laughs> let's walk a little slower. I know we're in a rush to be there, but my bones are brittle, and they were bird bones to begin with, so this is difficult for me. I, I think Lyra, <laughs> Lyra and Abigail do the you know, like that that TV thing where you're like they look at each other and like at the same time they're like Genevieve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I see them. Oh, they're up. They're by the. Uh, are they still by the hospital? Yeah, they just come out of the hospital. They're by the hospital over there. Yes. Quick, quick. Speed walk to them, girls. <laughs> All right, so they get, after, after several, several agonizing agonize. minutes, <laughs> watching them slowly approach, they all gather back up. They, they didn't have enough. They, they like, <laughs> underwrote for the pilot episode and were given too much time. And so they really stretched out this walking scene. Right, right. <laughs> as, I love how as pillars keep episodes, like slamming down around them and stuff. I know, like in one of the past episodes, didn't the viewer just watch the news, like the ticker tape on the right? Yeah. The bottom? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is just one of those moments. It's kind of like a fan favorite thing by now. It's oh like, yeah, it's no. like got a raging soundtrack. <laughs> just so many old ladies <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm a big fan uh, so it's, this is Agatha so it is good to see that you all are back uh, 
we need you for a spell to disperse the volcano god, to send him away in a moment. We need to go to the Old North Church. Back in my day, we just called it the church because there was only one of them. The rest of Boston was actually underwater. (laughs) (laughs) And on that, we cut back over to uh, Dragon Friends, uh, namely the Finkelbottoms. And uh, what conversation are the Finkelbottoms having on the back of uh, Chelsea? I think uh, Jace is asking his mom, but okay, I'll just do it. Hey, mom. How come you never told me you were a vampire? I had to figure it out all on my own. I mean, Dad said a bunch of stuff about you sucking, which was really confusing for a while, but that I totally got that it was about the the blood thing and not like a below the belt kind of thing. Her her very pale face turns the slightest bit red. She says, well, Jace, there are some things in our family that you don't talk about until you've reached a certain age. And vampirism is one of them. Below the belt stuff is also one of them. And I'll be very curious to hear where you found out about what exactly that is. Well, we uh, we had the sex talk in fifth grade, actually. Uh, They showed us a picture book and what goes where. It was pretty intense. That was like a while ago. Oh, you mean the vampire thing? Oh, the vampire thing. Um, Yeah. That was, mo- I don't know, mostly just uh, bite necks in uh, Agatha's neck, and then you're, like, over 300 years old. That was kind of a big hint. Yeah, we were wondering when you'd catch on to that bit. Yeah, but- well, I've I've officially completed Algebra 2 now, so I it started to make a little more sense to me. To, uh, there's, elves are flying, because elves can fly, um... And what what are you doing to keep these elves off, Chelsea? <laughs> My options are athletics, charm, and networking. So it's probably <laughs> networking. Please figure out some way networking, to make networking you, work. You work something into a net, which you throw on the elves. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's either that or offering them job opportunities later in their futures. <laughs> You know, I kind of love that. That's, that's an option. You can you can offer them government positions if they switch their allegiance. Sounds good. That's absolutely what Mayor Jerome doing. can help with that. Can, can you show how, how does this happen? So uh, uh, an elf land, land actually better. Rofington lands yes. on the back of of Chelsea. Teeth bears like. I'm gonna get you. Oh, Didn't, hey, don't oh, you know when I wink, it means I'm lying. Oh, hey, Ro. Bro, 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 bro. I am yeah, not oh. your bro anymore. I'm gonna kill you all. No, but you are. This. But you are my brother, though. My bro. You are. We are. We are related, bro. You're my uncle. Yes. What? What? What are you doing? Moving against the army? Moving against your brothers, Ro? Not Ro. Sorry. Uh, eh, Jerome. Just you know, there's just more re- lucrative opportunities in government. What makes you say that? Oh, well, I make a. I make actual money here. You know, he couldn't do that working for the Volcano God. He does not pay us. Did not pay us. 
I assume still Dad, doesn't you pay you. you worked for the volcano god? It was like a thing after college. You know, you just kind of take whatever you can get. Oh, okay. Like an unpaid internship. I yes, got it. very unpaid. Mm, um, a resume builder. Uh, of a sort. Anyways, anyways, Ro, I'm telling I'm telling you, I could get you a government job, and any job is going to pay you something. Paying would be nice. I would like to be able to afford a house and raise anyways, some kids. Jace, uh, Jace, go ahead and uh, go ahead and tell him about the benefits of of working working for the great city of Boston. Well, you know what, bro, Ro, because we're family, and like. I know technically in government, nepotism isn't supposed to be a thing, but, you know. Hey, the Volcano God loves nepotism. I know, all elves are distantly related to the Volcano God. Yeah, absolutely. I read that when we went to the library for, like, that episode. Um, Yeah, you get great digs, you know, real close to to all the touristy stuff. Um, Yeah, we we get uh, the best, best apartments... We get to meet everybody. Um, I got to meet Paul Revere. Yeah, helped him out. We're really on uh, close terms. You met Paul Revere? Yeah. He's only one of the dead celebrities that I've met. I am also uh, the exclusive interviewee of the only interviewer in town. Our news shows are uh, pretty monotonous. Yeah. Well... That does sound pretty good. Well, let me you... tell you a little more about um about our culture, and we also have um, <laughs> medical and dental. Oh, so, great benefits. so we're we're going to cut away, <laughs> and we'll roll when we come back to Sounds see good. to see how how convincing uh, how convincing all the uh, benefits were. <laughs> all right, and we're back at the old North, North Church. The agonizing, sl- agonizingly slow walking scene at this point seems to have ended. And we're just outside the old no- North Church. Now, Agatha, I know that you're in charge and everything, but when you were gone, I was very impressed by the moxie of this young lady you call your daughter. Now, I was thinking that maybe it would be a good idea if she were the central link in our power circle. But, but she has no magic. She has no, she has no ability. She's useless. Look at her. No. And she pulls out um, the magic shard that her mom gave her. Look, mom, you gave this to me for my 14th birthday. Back then, you thought I had so much potential, and I still do. And I can't believe I loved you to think that I was useless. I mean, I thought that too. Everyone thought it. But I bought into it for so long that I didn't realize I could improve myself and have confidence in myself and faith. And now I have so many people behind me who believe in me, and I have to do right by them. And she puts the mirror in her mom's hands. I want you to know that no matter what happens, I've tried my best. And I'll continue to try my best for Boston. I'm going to... <laughs> what just happened? What was that? What, did everyone else hear that? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that was crazy. What was that? Um, the power of self-belief. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I really thought someone was trying to make a sound effect for, like, <laughs> Lyra finally standing up for herself triggered some kind of, like, magical surge. Cosmic event. <laughs> it did, literally, in our computers. <laughs> yep. The fiction Absolutely. is leaking into reality. Oh, no! Okay, so I'm going to tag a aspect on Most Noble Agatha. And reminding people that the GM can do nice things, too. So I'm going to tag Dotes on Lyra. Sounds fake. Uh, which is an aspect of Agatha. And when was that an aspect of that's Agatha? Always, no, before Chelsea enchanted Agatha. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Agatha was super, like a super fan of Chelsea and was super, and totally thought that she was going to get powers any day now. And so... Agatha seems about to say a very mean comment. And then this sort of like, I I, I don't know exactly how to describe it. Her her like head shakes a little bit and they change, they change the saturation um, (laughs) of the the, uh, video for a moment to indicate that magic is happening and things are changing. And uh, most noble Agatha, uh, What 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 have I been saying to you, Lyra? I'm I'm so sorry for everything I've said to you in the past couple of days. It's just been it's been so much. And she go and she goes to hug Lyra. Um, I'll take a disadvantage and I guess be a little bit wary of this and kind of stumble back and be like, "It's okay, Mom. This can wait." I think we have more important things to worry about right now. And then she's kind of squares her shoulders and like brushes her mom off and then goes to leave the coven. Yes. So good. So good. So you, you got the fate point that I tagged on most noble Agatha. Cause that was a good scene. Okay. And so you're leading the coven now and Sweet. most noble Agatha says, okay, so here, here's my book. The, and this is the, the dispersal spell, and it re- it requires all of the witches. Um, so, you 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 should lead us. I I, I should rest. She goes and punts an elf, <laughs> and then falls on because she only has one good leg, and just falls yeah. over. <laughs> so she punts her with the cast, and then holds her leg, and is really unhappy about that. Oof. Okay, so Lyra kind of straightens herself up and goes, Listen, I know this has been a punishing few days, and it's tested us all, but I have faith in the coven. I know that despite what everyone says and what the city believes of us, we have the power to save the city. And I know that in the past I might not have been the most inspirational leader, but I really do believe in us, and I believe in myself. And I know, I know, that with all our magic combined... We could do something about this situation. Is everyone with me? Yeah! Yeah! Good speed! Yeah, so... Uh, while, while this has all been happening, I think Abigail has wandered away to raise a very large skeleton. Not <laughs> army, but distraction. Yep. Mm. And they're probably also helping to make the uh, pentagram, the really big pentagram exactly. with the old church in the center. So it just kind of like, so it just kind of comes back and like at the end of the speech and like kind of vaguely clapping like, yeah, yep, cool. cool. And we're going to cut back 
to the dragon. And Jace, let's see how that networking went. I'm going to put the difficulty at uh, Fenway to go because the uh, Kabichichuk does not provide very good benefits <laughs> for his workers. Actually, he just throws them into cities to die. So, But they, this is a long tradition that, and they've been working at this for a long time. All right. So you have one disadvantage and one advantage. So you hit it exactly. And if you don't remember, what that means is you can choose to fail and, or you can choose to succeed. If you succeed, you have to spend a fate point. You can either succeed and spend a fate point, succeed and take another disadvantage, succeed and be offered a hard bargain or ugly choice, or succeed in a way you really didn't intend. Or you can I fail. To, what? Go ahead. Oh, I think succeed, but I have to be offered a hard bargain or an ugly choice. Oh, that's easy. Uh-oh. Great. <laughs> so the hard bargain or ugly choice is... So Rose is going to do it. Rose into it. And he's probably going to tell all his friends to help out. However, uh, an elf has... An another elf has charged in the front of... Uh, the, down the front of the dragon, and you were talking to Ro on the back, and that elf mm -hmm. sort of split between uh, Clarissa Alucard and uh, Mayor Jerome, Jerome Mayor Jerome, and knocked them both off balance. <gasps> and one of them is probably going to fall. And yes. You have to choose which one? Yes. Because I grew up so close to my dad, but only recently I've realized that he's a jerk and my mom's always been there for me. Oh. Yeah, but your mom wasn't really present through a lot of your life, too. It's yeah. the other thing to remember. And also there's the possibility that, like, she's not human, so maybe she'd be okay if she fell. Yeah, Whereas, no, like, that's definitely... All of this flashes through die. Jace's head in those in that split <laughs> seconds. <Yeah. laughs> and Jerome... Oh, guys! I don't know. This is too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think Jace saves his. He saves Jerome because he needs him to talk to the volcano god. Oh, <laughs> and he heartbroken watches his mom fall off the dragon. Clarissa falls through the air, and we cut back to the old North Church. So I have. Okay, so the pentagram is all set up. I have filled yep. the grounds with dancing skeletons that also are also decorated with like neon lights or something to try to get the volcano god's attention. Good, good. Did anyone bring the ginger? Oh, I've got some ginger. And Lyra pulled some ginger out of her bag of tricks. And some boiling water. Uh. Is that also in your bag of tricks? <laughs> yeah. It's tea time. Yeah, Lyra just kind of dismisses this and, like, goes back to shouting orders to, like, the assembly line of witches, like, trying to <laughs> put magical objects around the pentagram. So, I'm tagging something right now. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what I'm tagging right now. Uh, does anybody want to try to make 
a perception. We don't have perception here, but either probably I'll make a necromancy roll. Abigail, actually, necromancy would work here. So, so I was I was imagining it for the uh, that since I have an army of skeletons, that's I have a lot of people who I have a lot of entities that can be looking out for me as well. That's fair, and this works in another way. Uh, I'm going to make this wicked hard. And you start at a real tea party. Do you want to tag anything? Um, I guess I'll tag... Well, I'll tag the deader all around us, because that's a very literal... That does that does work. It's a okay. very literal interpretation of that. Uh, I have dice, so I want to roll. Do it. Um, you can roll for, all, for everybody else now. Too. Oh, cool. Yeah, I can do that. I like, I like it better when players are rolling. All right, that is... Oh, that's plus two. So I got from... I am all the way up at... at what, was, <laughs> what was number five again? <laughs> Mount St. Helena Handbasket. Yes, yes. I'm so happy we got to use all of these in the finale. <laughs> all right. So you get two advantages. And what Abigail notices is one. she didn't raise one... Well, actually, she did raise one of these dead people. <gasps> However, she much more recently raised one of those dead people. Is it And that bone dead dad? person is Darren Cho, uh, known <gasps> as Mutant Bone Dad. And Mutant Bone Dad has slowly been making breaks in the circle. And I'll cash one of your advantages to know that he somehow a connection has been formed between him and Kapitachuk. Um, and he's being influenced by the Volcano God. <gasps> All right. Um, I'll, so I'll notice this. And he's like, hey, um, someone should fix, like, like, like I'm going to kind of, I guess, shield him from view a little bit and be like, hey, so there's some breaks over here. I don't know how those happened. Um, maybe a dancing skeleton or something. Someone should, someone should come fix these. And then I'm going to kind of oh, yes. usher a mutant bone dad off into, like, a corner. And, um, begin the process of i can't you know i can't fix him completely uh but i think i can uh rearrange some some of the bones to their more normal places so he's less of a mutant bone dad and just more of a normal bone dad bone dad um and just kind of be talking to him at the same time so kind of like, hey darren i i i have a job to do I, yeah to... i know just hold still i'm like, Re- rearranging oh. your legs oh, th- back to normal, kind of as th- normal as thank they can you. be. Feels um, so much better. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm like really sorry I didn't do this earlier, but you know, you just kind of ran away after I raised you, and and then you just kind of kept running away from from me and from from Lyra in particular, and um, yeah, what. So, sorry I couldn't do this earlier, but it's, like, kind of your fault, too. Lyra threw me to the dogs, to the crows, to caw. Yeah, but, like... Lyra turned on me and left me, and... Yeah, but, like, she did that because you're already... They have shown me a new way. They have shown me what I can do. I can... I can save this city. Uh, uh, How? How, Darren? By cleansing it and 
bringing back a new magical order. I can, I can live again. That's what that's what I was promised. Darren, I think. Well, maybe you don't know this, but I'm like, I'm like sixty three percent sure that that's not possible. And, you know, I, it was a choice between like saving, between like you know, sending you an undead bone monstrosity who will just reform if destroyed. And the rest of us who are not dead, not made of bone, and sort of not monstrosities, who don't reform after we get destroyed. So it was really an easy choice on Lyra's part, I think. I would have made the same choice. I think you know that you would have, too, if you had a mutant bone dad and you were still alive, and also a teenage girl. I don't know. I... I would have had honor. I would have been. And, and he's sort of like seizing up. His bones are kind of like cracking. So the work you're, you're doing is sort is starting to revert a little bit. And there's a bit of energy coming out of the sky that is going into him. Well, Darren, I think... And he's obviously having a conflict in nature. And other people... And the other witches start to notice this. And well, this. Darren... I, I think that you know that... Agatha is not the best parent, and that with your untimely death, that Lyra didn't exactly have the best moral compass guiding her. But you could be that now if you made a better choice than this. You don't have to keep making this choice. You can see her moral failure as an opportunity rather than a betrayal. If you want her to have honor, then maybe you need to stick around and teach it to her. And also, I'll, I'm making you less of a mutant, so you're less horrifying to just everyone. So there's so, that. I'm going to go ahead and do another tag, because that's fun. Um, so I'm going to tag uh, the Volcano God, and I'm going to tag Climate Change. <laughs> And the climate is the climate of this conversation. Ooh. <laughs> and Hilarious. the vol- volcano god is suddenly paying much more attention to Darren Cho and pumping more energy to him. And so it's a before it was like kind of an aura that was a little streaking towards him. And now it's this bright line. And some of the other bones from uh about Abigail's other creations start snapping onto <gasps> Darren and he gets bigger and and larger and there's this sort of white blue energy that is sort of encapsulating him and in his eyes he's like, <sighs> and, and, he just okay. says, and he just says i i may have once been lyra's dad but i am not that anymore no you definitely still no. are I, and uh, i didn't want to do this <laughs> he goes, no. and he takes a swing at abigail yeah. lyra you kind of want to come over here as i yeah, like she, uh, she's the, running over right now and fist. she like we're going to cut away first. oh no and oh, we're going to she... see how that swing turns out next i like this cutting on rolls every time it feels <laughs> very fun uh, and dramatic. abigail you now you again have two fate points. Everybody has two fate points, and I have no fate points. So cool, love it. That's a fun thing. So, you get to the face of the volcano god. Actually, uh, Chelsea lands there, uh, reverts to her human form on his face. Uh, uh, so, 
Sort of. So you basically land on. There's a volcano. It is floating. Uh, it's actually the most most of Iceland. And oh, I see. There's this cave that is again blowing with that same white light, and in fact, you can see that light streaming off off it. And when you land, it turns and forms to face you. And it's a very. It's not a. It's a completely ungendered face. It's just. It's just almost a smile. It's not a smiley face, but like in that, it's vein more detailed like... than that. But it's abstract. It's it's an abstracted face to a pretty heavy degree. And it looks at and it looks at you. And if it had eye, and you don't know how you know this, but if it had eyebrows, it would be raising one eyebrow. <laughs> hey, 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 Kapitchukak. Um. Guess that that endorsement is out of the question. Row, row, row. You no, this is Jerome. Called me. what? What? Fuck. <laughs> one day, one day I will get. Uh, no, this is this. I'm Jerome, but you know, row, Jerome. It's easy to mess up, and you don't really care about elves as individuals, so it's un- it's understandable. Yeah. Uh, one thing I should make clear is when he speaks, or sorry, when they speak. It's not just it's not just on one frequency. So, so I'm using low frequencies because that transmits the most energy. But imagine there's not a chord. It's not it's not pretty like a choir, but it's just there's layers and layers and layers to this voice, which I'm certainly not going to go back and add in post. <laughs> it would be so, so much work, work but, but I, I thought, thought about, about it for a quarter of a second. Jerome, Jerome, Jerome. I'm I'm sorry I messed you up with my other uh, 37th grandchild. It's hard to keep track of these things. I'm sure you understand. Uh, I mean, you've had enough time, but whatever. Literally, Why have you come Literally here? centuries, but you know, it's okay. Jerome, the deal is off. I am taking my new place. I am going to set myself down here in this center of power here in Boston. And soon, well, all the world will be mine. It will fall to my elves. It will fall back into that magical chaos that once gloriously ruled this world. Don't you want that? Don't you want to... No, I would incredible to happen again. again. I would prefer to be mayor of Boston, honestly. Um, sorry. So, sorry, I, I'm, oh. I'm down here. I'm over here. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm so rude. Uh, this is my son, Jace uh, Finkelbottom. Hi, hi. He's uh, not great grandfather volcano. He's half elf. Yeah, I'm not an elf. I'm not just like everybody else you rule over i'm new i'm different i'm unpredictable i'm slightly taller and my voice is deeper most of the time <laughs> and i jerome uh the volcano god is, is talking past jace to some degree um i can't feel him what is this abomination you've brought before me um, well, uh, I don't know that you met my wife. Uh, she is a vampire. 
And uh, yeah, it's it, it seems that elf magic and vampire magic does this really weird, like, negative interference thing and just not only cancels itself, each other out, but it cancels just, you know, all, all of magic stuff out. Um, I imagine he probably doesn't feel great on, on your surface, considering you're just, like, a, a magic being made of magic that he's probably kind of and negating <laughs> right now. At this moment, Jace's eyes light up as a spark of, of epiphany comes upon him. And he says... That's right. Magic doesn't work around me. It's like when Agatha tried to cast that spell on me in her house, and the whole house blew up. If the volcano god tried to cast a spell on me... <gasps> was it, was this Jace... internal monologue? <laughs> it's <laughs> or <like> external. <laughs> it's, I think it's meant to be viewed as internal, but he's saying it out loud for the benefit of the audience. Oh, okay. So it's, right, a, so like it's a soliloquy. Clip shows, in uh, like, <laughs> clips in um, sepia tone kind of playing as this happens, like flashbacks to previous episodes. Yeah, yeah. It's yes. like a montage of those. And as understanding of his true power dawns over him, Jace starts sprinting towards the volcano god's face, thinking... I don't know, that he'd maybe do something brave and powerful and use his anti-magic against him. And we cut back to the Old North Church. Right, Lyra has put herself between Abigail and her bone dad. Oh, no. I think, I think, and she's I like, think bone dad probably got a good hit in first. <laughs> right. Okay, so Abigail was just, like, crumbled. Partially. Splayed yeah. out. And, and like... Yeah, Lara's just, like, sh- using her, like, tiny little body to shield Abigail from further distress. Mm-hmm. Being like, Dad, it's me! It's me! Please! Uh, and this isn't you. It's so- he's beyond words right now. He's just sort of stomping about the Old North Church, um, slamming, slamming the other um, various skeletons who really aren't doing anything to fight him. But just destroying them in lots of glory and bits of and that goes on for a little bit but after a while we got it all figured out and now we're back all right so let's continue so we can get cat to sleep yes (laughs) Okay. That's okay. Yeah, that's fine. So we were, yeah, Bone Dad was slapping and destroying skeletons left and right. And somebody should probably do something about that. So what I was going to do before the end of the world happened was pull a family picture out of the bag of tricks. (gasps) A really cute one. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, choosy, like, eight-year-old Lyra and, um, like, a happy-looking Agatha and a happy-looking Jaren. And they're, like, at a playground or something. And this was, like, um, pre-Agatha getting magical powers, and they were just all, like, mundane. Um, And she kind of, like, takes her mom by the wrist and runs over to Bone Dad and says, Look, don't you remember any of this? Does this mean anything to you anymore? And okay, um, there's, there's like a lot. There's 
so much pain in this mutant bone monster's face. Um, and it's, it stops and looks at the two people in front in front of him, uh, the two people that he loved or at least used to love, and and he stops and there's and this power is still pouring into him, and he sort of gets down um, onto both of his knees. He's about, he was about nine feet tall when he was on his rampage uh, with lots of pieces of people. Um, Paul Revere is just stuck to him. Uh, man- mandible going up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. You can probably guess what he's saying. And uh, so anyway, Mut- Mutant Bone Dad um, just sort of like put puts one put puts one hand out, spin, spindly fingers, and sort of extends uh, his. Uh, like sh- shining little hands, not sorry. What was this? shining little hands? <laughs> I, I, what I'm meaning to say is, this is kind of gross, but also kind of cute. Is that so? You have like his arm is formed of a bunch of different bones, a bunch of different forearm bones, probably a couple femur bones in there, and this perfectly formed skeletal, uh, forearm and hand, which you didn't think was possible, which you didn't doesn't look like this thing would have just sort of like goes out to the two of you and uh, reaches to touch you to to like just hold your hands. Yeah. And then Lyra takes both her mother and father's hands and feels just like a surge of love and energy. Cool. And we will cut back to Jace. Who's probably about to do something stupid. (laughs) Jace is sprinting up uh, <laughs> volcano god's uh, body and is heading towards his face and is using all of his muscles. Those 113 push-ups a day are really paying off. And he yells, Come and get me, motherfucker! And jumps. Such language. Like, <laughs> he's coming into his adulthood here, okay? He's becoming more <laughs> PG-13. And he launches himself at the volcano god's face. And just, like, falls full, like, spread eagle right on top of his cartoonish nose. And, and just holds on tight. And is concentrating really hard on being super not magical. And starts to sap the volcano god's power. Alright. But. But. It's too draining for his little mortal body. And he's he's fading fast. He's what fast, sorry? But it, he's, he's fading fast. Oh. He's like losing energy. He's going down. But also, at the same time, the columns have stopped, um, like, smashing into the earth, and the, the volcano god's kind of been stalled. Okay. So, there's, so that, there's like, this moment where pretty much everything freezes. The vol- volcano god's strangely formed face now has a small human in it. Or not small human, a small half-elf, half-vampire in it. Oh. And... It's uh, all sort of like coalescing 
into uh, into Jace. And now we have a choice. Mm. Is it more interesting for Jace to live through this explosion or for Jace to die in this explosion? Can he become the volcano god? That's good. This is, this is something else is about to happen in terms of that. Uh, it's probably more interesting to have him die. I'm I'm gonna vote for Jace lives. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I thought too. I was just gonna put it on the table if you wanted that to happen. All right, so basic. So like the so you dive into the blue white face, and it like it it burns. It turn it's the uh, some of the light turns to smoke uh, around everywhere that Jace touches, and. Jace is being exhausted by this and falls to his knee and the volcano of God's face like collapses and falls that one stream of light that was coming off it before and zips away uh, to and into mutant bone dad whose <gasps> hand is currently touching that of Agatha and uh, Lyra. <gasps> and so there's a great pan so first, so we followed this stream of light streaming into Darren Cho, and then the camera swings and dollies around. So we were first facing Lyra and Agatha, and now we're looking from behind Lyra and Agatha over uh, Darren's shoulder, and the volcano begins to fall. On to Boston. Now. <laughs> On to Boston. Oh, no. <laughs> what do you do? I think the pentagram has to activate, right? Like the magical force field that these witches have trying to be, trying to erect for. Presumably. Mm -hmm. So. So how do we activate that? So you already have your witches in the at the different ends of the pentagram, right? Right. And Abigail is presumably not dead. Abigail's presumably not I'm, dead. Uh, I think Abigail's not dead, but I think but she's probably out not, cold. Honestly, she's not. Yeah, she's not doing that great. But so I, th- I think that. Well, first we'll start with what um, Darren Cho slash Kabitachuk is doing, and he, and Darren's previously kind face uh, changes, and that ma- and that face that we saw on Kabitachuk up at the mountain sort of covers the skeletal face like a mask like mm. it's sort of floating in front of it it's like oh what is <laughs> human emotions are so silly and he <laughs> and the the like nice well-formed skeletal hand uh, retreats back into the larger mass <sighs> and he stands is this your pitiful attempt to stop me well, I will say you will not be able to do it. Uh, not not be able to do it. And he begins to walk towards the Old North Church. And uh, so we'll, we'll give Lyra a choice here. I think that, that, that'll be interesting. Mm. So Agatha uh, turns to Lyra and says, Okay, okay. So the... the pentagram is ready you you only need to say the words but we can trap him we can disperse him but if we do that we won't have time to stop that stop that rock from 
crashing into Boston. So we can either disperse the volcano god or we can keep the city of Boston from being hit by the that meteor or that volcano. This pen, this pentagram can do both. Terrible writers on this show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me get my um, choices clear. So either I save Boston or I kill the volcano god. Right, yeah. Okay. The volcano god is Jace's job, and I trust Jace. So I'm going to save the city. Okay. Um, what does that look like? Lyra's the savior of the city now. They're oh. training roles. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so um, what does that what does that look like? Any anybody can hop in here. I think it has to be a mother daughter tag team. Good. Good. Right. So. Um, Lyra uses the magic mirror shard that she got from her mom and uh, somehow magnifies Agatha's um, spell casting abilities and together they fill in the gaps for the pentagram alright and the the volcano is and and so there's a thrum of energy and it blasts through the old north church and, and wait no even better so Darren Cho backslash uh Chuck is in the process of knocking over the old North Church and the ma- and the magical energy goes off in such a way that it blasts through the point of the old no- North Church and launches the volcano out to sea. Ooh. And we'll Sick. cut we'll cut there. Sweet. Uh Chelsea Chelsea turns. Oh we 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 have to get off we have to get off now. Hey uh, Get on my back, dragon. Suddenly a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, thanks, Chelsea. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm exhausted. I have never used that much not magic in my whole life. <laughs> Dad, 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 get on. Is it okay if I call you Dad again? You know, yeah. son, I Dad? think I'm just gonna... I uh, okay. think I need to see this one through. I think I I brought him what? here, and I need to make sure that this sinks. The elves can take me back to what used to be Iceland, and I think I've shirked my responsibilities to bring bureaucracy and capitalism to them for long enough. So, I won't That's see you for a while. Maybe if you come visit me in the ruins of, okay. of what was once Iceland... You'll see me again, but for now, you go. Uh, Reykjavik's actually in like the top ten teen spots to to visit at the moment. Also, yeah, I'll be out there. Yeah, I know. Maybe on a romantic vacation. You should go find your mother. Maybe she's. Vampires are pretty hardy. They she's might she might have survived the fall. Okay. I'll look for mom. I'll see you later. Maybe, Dad. Come on, Chelsea, let's go. Okay, Jace and Chelsea are are soaring towards the Old North Church, where Mutant Bone Dad is. Mm-hmm. And so we, we have a shot of Mutant Bone Dad 
slash uh, Darren uh, slash uh, Kabichichuk um, slipping off into the distance, and Jace on the back of Chelsea uh, gets to the old the now fallen Old North Church and the whole coven of witches. Mm-hmm. And then Lyra, seeing Jace in the distance, rushes over. Jace, you're okay. You're what? Wh- where are your parents? Jace? It's complicated. I... Lyra, I feel so lost and alone. My my dad's on a volcano to Iceland and my mom is... And I killed someone today. I haven't even talked to anyone about that yet. I just oh, don't geez. know. I don't know who I am right now. You're the savior of Boston, Jace. And you're my hero, too. And she, like... It's the season ender kiss. <laughs> yeah, that's let's what go happens. get a donut. That's also a croissant. <gasps> and then wait, and I I think Abigail should be like. Uh, Abigail's the Abigail's the end of the uh, is the last shot. Well, I think the last the last shot is you, 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 you look over at Abigail and like. And her body shudders, shudders briefly, and then, like, a ghost sits up out of the body, and it's Abigail. She's like, oh, what, <laughs> what did I miss? Uh, game. Hey, guys. Thanks again for listening. That was Fate by Evil Hat Productions. And if you like the show, let somebody know about it. Leave a review in iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, sceneplaypod at gmail.com. And today I don't have a poem for you, but Nico does. That Dark Shining Thing by Gloria Anzaldua for Sandra Rounds, Bessie Jo Ferris, and Denise Brugman. You've shut the door again to escape the darkness, only it's pitch black in that closet. Some buried part of you prevailed, elected me to pry open a crack, hear the unvoiced plea, see the animal behind the bars of your eyelashes. This is not new. Colored, poor white, latent queer, passing for white, seething with hatred, anger, unaware of its source, crazed with not knowing who they are, choose me to pick at the masks. I am the only round face, Indian-beaked, off-colored, in the faculty lineup, the workshop, the panel and reckless enough to take you on. I am the flesh you dig your fingernails into, mine the hand you chop off while still clinging to it, the face spewed with your vomit. I risk your sanity and mine. I want to turn my back on you, wash my hands of you, but my hands remember each seam, each nail embedded in that wall. My feet know each rock you tread on. As you stumble, I falter too, and I remember... He, me, they, who shouted, push, Gloria, breathe, Gloria, feel their hands holding me up, prompting me, until I'm facing that pulsing, bloodied blackness, trying to scream from between your legs, feel again the talons raking my belly. I remember hating him, me, they, who pushed me, as I'm pushing you. Remember the casing breaking, flooding the walls, remember opening my eyes one day, sensing that something was missing. Missing was the pain, gone the fear that all my life had walked beside me. It was then I saw the numinous thing, and it was black, and it had my name. It spoke to me, and I spoke to it. 
Here we are, four women stinking with guilt, you for not speaking your names, me for not holding out my hand sooner. I don't know how long I can keep naming that dark animal, coaxing it out of you, out of me. Keep calling it good or woman god while everyone says no, no, no. I know I am that beast that circles your house, peers in the window, and that you see yourself my prey. But I know you are the beast. Its prey is you. You the midwife. You that dark, shining thing. I know it's come down to this. Vida o muerte. Life or death.